and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Julie Kudasov, Senior Portfolio Manager and Research Analyst of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Cap Quality Value Portfolio. Julie, thank you for your time today. Hello, Jordan. Happy to be here. Julie, the first quarter of 23 began with a carryover recovery from the tail end of 2022, in which there's been a greater focus on overall stock quality. As we moved into the tail end of the first quarter, we did see some deterioration in the markets and they reversed course a bit due to concerns related to contagion across the banking sector. Can you provide our listeners with your perspectives on the first quarter of 2023? The first quarter did begin on an upbeat note, with inflation slowing and an expectation that the central bank would ease the pace of interest rate increases. Then, hot economic data came in, sparking fears that the Fed would have to keep rates higher for longer. The biggest shock occurred in March, with the sudden collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and then Signature Bank, the biggest bank failures since the Great Recession. With the financial system in crisis, fears of a recession once again loomed large. As surprising as it may sound, the quarter overall was better than feared by many. A widely anticipated recession, some would say the most anticipated recession ever, did not materialize. Labor market remained robust despite massive layoffs in the tech sector and inflation, albeit elevated, continued to ease. As a result, markets ended the quarter mostly in positive territory. The S&P 500 index rose 7% and the tech-heavy Nasdaq climbed 17%. Larger cap stocks outperformed smaller caps and tech-heavy growth indices outperformed bank-heavy value counterparts. Interestingly, the first quarter's performance of the Russell 2000 Value Index, this strategy's benchmark, was still driven by names with low earnings quality, weaker balance sheets, and higher volatility. Julie, what names contributed the most during the quarter, and what names detracted from the performance of the strategy? Watsco, ticker WSO, was our highest stock contributor for the quarter. Other top contributors were Scott's Miracle Grow Company, ticker SMG, Primerica, ticker PRI, Site One Landscape Supply, ticker Site, and National Beverage Corporation, ticker Fizz. Watsco is the largest independent distributor of heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, or HVAC equipment, to residential and commercial contractors in the U.S. Most revenues are related to repair and replacement activities, which, with HVAC being vital to human well-being, are seldom discretionary. Shares performed strongly, supported by the company's reports of solid operating results and positive outlook. 2022 was a strong year for Watsco, with meaningful top-line growth and profitability expansion. We believe that Watsco is well positioned to continue to benefit from its strong relationships with equipment manufacturers, population migration to warmer states, as well as more stringent efficiency and refrigerant regulation that leads to sales of high-priced products and faster adoption and replacement cycles. As a skilled intermediary between equipment manufacturers and contractors, 
Vatsko is using technology to drive efficiency for both sides, which we believe enhances the company's value proposition relative to that of smaller competitors. Bank of Hawaii, ticker BOH, was our weakest performer during the quarter. Other detractors included Azanta, ticker AZTA, Stockyards Bank Corp, ticker SYBT, Unifirst Corporation, ticker UNF, and Jack Henry and Associates, ticker JKHY. Bank of Hawaii is the second largest bank by deposits in the state of Hawaii. Founded in 1897, the bank has a strong brand recognition among Hawaiians, who tend to be loyal bank customers. Over 70% of deposit accounts have been with the bank for over 10 years, and nearly 50% for over 20 years. In addition, Bank of Hawaii's size allows it to make investments in marketing and new products and technologies, such as mobile banking. The remoteness and high real estate costs of the islands create significant barriers to entry. In the past, some of the largest mainland banks tried and failed in building a presence in Hawaii. The island's buildable land is finite, resulting in significantly high costs to establish a branch network. In addition, the state is already saturated with bank branches, and as I mentioned, Hawaiian bank customers are extremely loyal. Shares declined sharply in March, driven by investor concerns over the banking sector. Low bond investments valuations mean that some banks may not be as well capitalized. In addition, new, more stringent regulations are expected to focus on banks' balance sheet liquidity. And with high deposit costs and a more restrictive lending environment, the industry's profitability is likely to be reduced. However, the bank's management has indicated that it has plentiful liquidity to meet any deposit redemptions which they have neither observed nor anticipated. In addition, the FEN's new funding facility will allow banks to borrow against their high-quality bond portfolios at par versus a discount to fair market value. While we are closely monitoring what continues to be a fluid situation in the banking sector, we continue to believe that Bank of Hawaii's strong relative market positioning remains intact. Julie, lastly, as we move into the second quarter of 23, what are some of the key considerations you and the team are evaluating from a portfolio perspective? Slowing economic growth is most concerning, particularly as it is taking place against the backdrop of inflationary pressures, exacerbated by continued uncertainty on the geopolitical front. While improved, inflation remains elevated, impacting consumer spending, the key driver of the U.S. economy, and businesses struggling to offset input cost increases with high prices. An unintended consequence of the Fed's interest rate hikes, the banking crisis is expected to slow the pace of interest rate increases going forward. And with bank lending, being the lifeblood of the economy, a risk of a more severe downturn has risen, in our view. We do own several banks in the portfolio, including Bank of Hawaii, that meet our high-quality investment criteria. While not immune to challenges affecting the entire banking segment, we do not believe that these banks face the same issues that befell Silicon Valley and Signature Banks. We do, however, view every crisis as an opportunity. In our experience, slowing economic growth usually leads to investors' flight to quality. 
while the environment remains uncertain, we believe that our focus on highest quality companies, differentiated businesses, self-funding entities producing solid returns on capital from strong balance sheets is particularly relevant today. As always, Julie, we thank you very much for your time and the insights, and we look forward to future conversations. Thanks, Jordan. You have just listened to KaneCast, hosted by Jordan Greenhouse. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rednick Investment Management. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.